0: Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome to the John Papaloni show today. I have Samantha Sanders. Did I pronounce your name right? You did fantastic. I usually would have asked you that in the beginning, but hey, you know what? (laughs) There's a first for everything. So (laughs) how's it going? It's going great. How about you? Absolutely amazing. So today's going to be a fun episode. We're going to be talking um, HR, I believe recruiting. And uh, we're going to start off maybe with asking you of uh, who you are, what you do, and how you got there.
1: Yeah, so I was a job hopper for about 11 years. I was the person that could never get their foot in the door past customer service or retail, and I found myself wanting more of a career than a job, or what I thought was a job. And... I set out to find it. I got on my LinkedIn pulled up. um, I created a whole LinkedIn strategy. I was in, um, I was introduced to a lot of people, transitioning veterans, military spouses and others and other leaders in different areas of industries. And they kind of became my mentors, some short term, some long term. And they gave me advice. They told me what I needed to do. I didn't have a degree. I didn't have previous experience other than just my transitional skills. And through that and through my LinkedIn strategy, I kind of blew up on LinkedIn. And from there, a company found me, Mission Box Solutions, and they hired me within a day. So they, they didn't care that I didn't have the experience that I had the transitional skills and that I was very active on helping other job seekers on LinkedIn. Through that, I've been hired by Mission Box Solutions. I'm a contractor. I'm an IT recruiter. And I still used those mentors that helped me get through the job seeking path because I was ended up, I ended up making decisions that I didn't know how to make. I I became the right-hand person to the CEO of of Mission Box, and I've helped him grow it from just a thought to a full-blown company where now we have 15 other contract recruiters. We have several clients and several roles to fill for candidates. And um, really, it was my mentors that brought me from the job seeker that had no clue to the person that I am today, helping Mission Box um, and other job seekers find roles.
0: Wow, that's fantastic. Now, that's the thing. Like in the beginning, you said you were a job hopper, right? Mm -hmm. Now, by the sounds of it, you were a job hopper long before the term job hopper existed, right? Because Yeah, long long before
1: it was okay, too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly, right? Like, now it's more widely accepted, right? You know, like you're looking for opportunities where, uh, you know, back in the day it was like, uh, you know, a person can't keep a job. Like, what's going on here, right? <laughs> totally yeah, different. Yeah. I mean, which is awesome. Now, what was the motivation behind that? Like, like you were hopping jobs. Like, why? Like, or like what? There's obviously an underlying thing there that made you decide that whatever, wherever you were just wasn't it.
1: I I think that it was because – I think part of it is because I always had this idea in my mind of what I wanted to do. You know, growing up, you're told to know what you want to do. What do you want to be when you grow up is, like, the number one question a child is asked. And I always had an answer for them. I wanted to be a veterinarian, and I wanted to be in the Marines, like my dad. And by the time I made it to that age, about 17 – I realized that veterinary care career was not for me. I couldn't do it just emotionally and the, the Marines, I couldn't do it because uh, physically I had had double knee surgery in high school. So I think through that, I was kind of lost. Like I had went my entire life knowing what I wanted to do. And when time came to do it, I couldn't either physically or emotionally. And so I was lost. I didn't, have a guide to tell me what to try you know we don't really start job shadowing until we're adults almost
0: that's a good point
1: so um, I think if I had done job shadowing when I was younger I would have known sooner but uh, I also couldn't I also couldn't find anything that just kept my attention I am severely ADHD which I didn't know until a few months ago but that has also show me that my interest has to stay peaked and I have to be consistently learning to stay engaged. And with those other roles, I wasn't able to do that. I wasn't able to do that in customer service um, or retail. It's always the same. And I didn't have the experience that employers wanted for me to get into anything else. I couldn't get that chance. And get my foot in
0: the door. All right. That makes sense. I, I get that point. So I guess, uh, yeah, I guess it's trial and error. And you, you brought up a good point there, which is that um, you get no real live. Uh, there's no way to like, in a sense, try something when you're younger. You don't get a sense of feel of different tactics. It's sort of like you get told growing up that you should uh, pick something. And it's mm-hmm. really picking something from a piece of paper without actually knowing what the day-to-day is.
1: Exactly. And even with that, we're always taught that we need this great paying job and that we need to go to college and get this degree. And then we do that, but either people don't ever end up using the degree because they didn't get to do the trial and error younger, or um, they don't know how to find the job we're taught, how to, we're taught that we need to get the job, but we're not taught how to get the job.
0: That's true, too. So, exactly. So, I find that education leaves a lot of uh, practicality. It's not, it's a lot of theory and not so much practical experience. Mm-hmm. And not to knock education, just bringing up a point. <laughs> um, a
1: lot of it is outdated, too. It yeah. becomes outdated very quickly in today's age, especially tech. Your degree is really only relevant for the first three to five years you're out of school.
0: Makes total sense. So with that being said, so you got into HR, which is really kind of interesting. Like, what is Mission Box about generally? Like, what is their business?
1: Mission Box Solutions is a CDVOSB recruiting firm. So they're a certified disabled veteran-owned small business, and um, our CEO is a disabled veteran. Everybody on our team about everybody is associated with the military in some way, shape, or form. I'm a military spouse. We have a couple other military spouses. We have veterans, active duty. And through that, we've kind of built this company that understands different abilities because some of us have emotional disabilities, some of us have physical, and we recognize that soft skills are sometimes more important than hard skills, especially with a transitioning veteran or a military spouse. A lot of us don't have those um, those hard skills to transition into a career. And um, so w- we focus on helping veterans and military spouses through that. And we also do a lot of other, we do civilians as well. Um, But the main thing is, is that I personally, I coach my selected candidates through the process, which is something that I don't normally see. Um, I know for me, when I would interview, I always felt like I was going to throw up because I was so nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how to, tailor my resume you know we're not taught that Uh, so I help them through that process until they can get to the hiring manager
0: right right so there you go now like you said there's a process here right like how does it work like like explain the whole procedure from like start to finish
1: from a company's perspective
0: well Someone's looking to work with you or someone's interested in, in your company and, and they want someone's looking for a job. Like, what is the procedure? Like, do they reach out to you directly? How, do, how, do, how does the whole process work and how do you help them like start to finish?
1: Yeah, so they can. I have people that contact me on LinkedIn all the time. I do a lot of re- what's called reverse recruiting where I'll go out and find a candidate that I'm interested in and I'll just approach them and work with them and go out and find a company for them to match them to based on their needs their work like the work style that they want the salary range their experience uh, a lot of different factors the other way is that they can apply through one of our jobs and when they're selected i only do it for the 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 top few selections just because my time is extremely limited. But for the top selections, they I would contact them for a pre-screening and um, and then through that, I'd actually just kind of chat and have a conversation with them to get to know more about them. I would ask them about projects they've worked on recently, what kind of work style they want. I want to be able to match them to the company and the company to them. Uh, So I don't wanna put them in a company that is not gonna match their work style, is not gonna match their salary uh, or maybe even their values. And from there, I help them tailor their resume. I give them feedback. And sometimes I'll, I'll provide them links to templates that I know work really well to showcase their skills, especially if they don't have all of the experience and we'll just kind of work on it go back and forth. They'll send it to me and I'll, I'll suggest some edits based on what I've learned about them. And through that I send it to the I then send it to the hiring manager for a, a, for an interview.
0: Right. Okay. That's, that's cool. So, all right. So how, um, how long has this uh, company been around?
1: We're actually a startup. We launched beginning of August. So we're pretty new.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, and that's, I've been I, with
1: this company since the start.
0: That's amazing, actually. So wow, I mean, that talk about uh, uh, about you know opportunities presenting themselves.
1: Right, right. I, I've been an entrepreneur myself. I had owned a social media strategy agency, very very small, but uh, I knew that I wanted. I liked the entrepreneur freedom, but I didn't want the entrepreneur. Um, I didn't want to do all the, the backend stuff. I wanted to be down and dirty with every, you know, with everything. I didn't want to work on all the paperwork and stuff. So this kind of put put me in a great position to work with a startup where a lot of my ideas and systems and processes I've developed are, have been adopted by the company.
0: Right. Makes sense. Now, what would you say was your biggest hurdle throughout this? Like from start till now, like, I mean, obviously you got into a new startup, which, uh, they're going to have their own challenges going, you know, throughout the process. And, and obviously I, I'm going to take a wild guess here, but I'm going to believe that their systems were not in full place when you started. So things were probably uh, sort of a little bit of here, a little bit of there and a little bit all over the place. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of guys are developing that kind of strategy. And you know, being August till now, you might have some form of a system there at this point but I'm sure there were hurdles in the beginning. So what were some of those hurdles?
1: Um, yeah, I think some of the biggest hurdles was when I started. This, the company was kind of more of a thought. Uh, they had expected to launch, but there really wasn't a plan. And I kind of was given the role of running everything. Uh, which it wasn't a bad thing. It's just that that was a hurdle for me because I had never made, I had never made systems and processes in that way. I had never made decisions like those. Uh, I created the training programs for new re- new recruiters. I think that was, I think a lot of that was the hardest part was trying to figure out what we needed. And when we needed it and why we needed it. And if it was actually a need now or a need later. Those were, those were my biggest hurdles. And I, I did reach out to mentors during that time to get advice um, and a little bit of guidance. Because uh, when we started, we didn't have any of that. So I was just learning. At the time, I was just learning how to be a recruiter. So I was learning how to be a recruiter and run basically a full on HR department.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. So in a way, sort of like, yeah, with a startup, you became sort of the, uh, in this case, the uh, Samantha of all trades.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that's that. that was actually the great part. Uh, I think that's why they liked me so much because my experience was very diverse. Uh, I, had experience in social media, organic social media and um, customer service, retail sales. So I had a pretty diverse background and that kind of allowed me to be able to be thrown into it and thrive. It made me very, very energized. So that's kind of what kept me going (laughs) is my energy.
0: Yeah, well, it makes sense, right? So that's good. So with that being said, what would be, like if you had to say your top accomplishment in 2022, since we're at the end of 2022, I think it's kind of fitting. What would be that top accomplishment from, you know, start till now?
1: Hmm.
0: I mean, it could be personal life. I'm not talking necessarily uh, just a business.
1: I think that my biggest accomplishment would be there's been so many in such a short time. So I'm just trying to like narrow it down to like one or two. Um, I would say probably the training program that I've released recent, very, very recently, like within the last week. Um, And then also probably our holistic recruiting strategy. So the holistic recruiting strategy is what, we kind of released in the beginning and the training program for the recruiters is what we just released a week ago.
0: Right now let me ask you something because uh, maybe I'm a little out out to lunch or something, but I don't know what a holistic recruiting is. So I'm kind of curious to what that, what that is versus just like, how, how does that differ from regular recruiting?
1: Because the holistic recruiting So typical recruiting actually focuses more so on the company. And while the company are clients and we treat them as such, we also treat the candidates as clients a little bit as well. Um, When we go through the stakeholder meeting with the companies, we ask them who would be a good fit for this role, explain to me in an exciting way of why this role is important and exciting. Why, why would anybody want to be in this role? Um, what are the bare basics? Like what are the bare minimum qualifications that they need to get the job done? So instead of that long list of required expectations, we try to get it narrowed down to two to four. So those main things all, cause all the rest of it is fluff and, and, <laughs> through that we develop a social media strategy, a marketing strategy that actually caters more to the candidate. And I say that because a lot of what you see on LinkedIn, all these job ads, they're very they're very more so about the company than the candidate. They don't highlight anything Really, that's interesting. Nothing about the team or the project, or maybe even some of the problems that they're having with the project that they need this candidate's help with. Um, those are those two; those things are benefits to the candidate. Benefits isn't just you know four hundred one k health insurance. Now it's also uh, company culture, the work style, uh, the schedule, the team. And those are the things that makes these job ads interesting, the ones that we make. So we make those job ads very, very interesting and enticing, kind of like an advertisement for what you'd see, like um, Coca-Cola or another company. And we attract them through that. And on the candidate side, we also focus a lot on their desired work style, um, why they left their previous company. And even if they could describe their dream job, how would it be? So we, we I like to think of it as Tinder for business a little bit. <laughs> I like to match them based on that. And I don't want to put somebody in a role that doesn't, doesn't fit with the culture or, I don't want to put a company with a candidate and their, their views don't align or the experience doesn't align. We, we match people based on culture, persona, and experience.
0: Right. Now, let's be honest. We, we're talking about HR. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, very touch and go because sometimes what you think you're getting and then the, the, uh, like what's presented and what is aren't always the same. And it's not always the case, but there are some cases that that's the way sometimes for whatever reason, a person presents themselves this way, but maybe they're not being honest with themselves. I'm not saying honest with the company as in like, I'll give you an example. Sometimes somebody uh, is looking for a job and they're just looking for work and they just think that, um, you know what, I could do this role. And I think it will be great for me because I can do it. But deep down, they know they're not passionate about it. But because they need that role, they tell themselves how wonderful and passionate they are and how they can make it work. And they can exude that energy to the person interviewing them. But deep down, they know I need the job. I don't really feel good about this job. And sometimes that gets past the person interviewing and there could be a wrong hire as a result not i don't mean it in a malicious way i mean it in, you know i mean it's just not a great fit because maybe somebody was uh you know maybe it was just not uh it's not a great fit, fit deep down and sometimes when people need cash they don't allow their their desires and their uh and what they're looking for to match kind of thing so what ends up happening yeah. is sometimes we end up hiring somebody we didn't think we were hiring like we end up getting something a little different and you make a wrong hire sometimes it could be just a wrong hire and the wrong position but it could be the right company sometimes it's just sort of the that person just disrupts the culture so where i'm going with this is that from your experience since august have you had someone like like have you hired someone where you eventually just turn around and says i think i made the wrong choice and how did that go
1: no they haven't um Typically in HR is like you said, touch and go. Um, they're focused on filling, getting the role filled and not quite so much as, they're fo- I mean, they're focused more on quantity not, not so much as quality in an internal department. Um, now they do want quality of course, but they don't have the time to work on it with the candidates to, to really understand their needs and they don't have the time or the ability to work on it with the hiring managers as well to understand more about this role and who it's a perfect fit for. So when you know, I mean, if you ask the team or the hiring manager to explain the project, to explain the problems, to explain, you know, the, the tech stack that these people will be using or something exciting about the project Uh, or even if there's a couple of rock stars on the team that this person could learn from, is it kind of a little bit of a friendly and competitive environment? Like what kind of environment it is when you focus on that stuff from the candidate's perspective and the company perspective through the eyes of the team, you're able to look a little bit more deeply into it. So we don't really, yes, we want to hire roles fast, as an external recruiting firm, but we're focused on actually matching these people with these companies um, based on a set of, a a pretty detailed questionnaire that we go through with the stakeholder meeting with the company. So we have not had a bad hire yet. Um, It's not to say it will never happen. Everything happens, people are people, right? but we really try to limit that, that view of hiring somebody who thinks they might be excited, but really aren't versus over somebody who actually is excited. You know, this might be their dream company or dream product project or even a team.
0: All right. That makes sense. Now what, uh, you know, like I said, we're heading into 2023. What uh, do you foresee happening in 2023? Like, like, like i mean obviously you're gonna know there's gonna be certain goals certain of achievements you guys want to accomplish um the fact that i you know somebody some people are saying we're heading into a recession i think we're already there and i think we're gonna get a ton of uh layoff announcement come second week of january to march um with that being said what are your projections for 2023 what do you guys like what are you anticipating
1: well, considering that those companies that are doing these mass layoffs are not our clients, um, we we don't have any clients that are that large. Our clients are um, business owners, probably 200 to 1,000 uh, employees. I think that those layoffs are actually, as sad as they are, um, very helpful to a recruiting firm like us because then that's brand new talent that is very qualified, that is looking for work. Um, I know that we've been in a recession for a while, at least that's what I think. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to slow down or not. I know that the tech roles are going up. Every time there's a layoff, there's like, uh, I think it's like 10% more roles out every year. of of new tech roles. So by within 10 years, uh, it should have gone up, I believe it was like 13% every year of new IT roles, which is insane. That's more roles than we have people. So the skills gap is insane. So I think that for 2023, companies need to start focusing more on those skills gaps and filling them by being willing to teach people who are excited about transitioning into a new career. Um, And that's what we've already started doing. I think we're a little bit ahead of the game on that. And it's starting to become more popular with other companies, but it's still not not that widely known yet.
0: Okay, so from what I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're saying the major gap in the market is that people are looking for uh, for people who are already trained with the skills gap with no intent on providing any kind of form of training in their position they just want to grab somebody put them in there and sort of go do your work where you're saying there's a gap there where there's a bunch of talent out there that with some work and some skills and some training you can make them that employee that you're after versus trying to find something that already exists when there's already a shortage in that pool
1: Right. Exactly. Because okay. Especially for tech, you know, tech. I mean, just look at when we were younger, like tech has gone a long way. And we don't have all those people with that amount of skills because we're constantly creating new jobs, inventing new things, developing new different software and platforms. And there's there's just not the experience out there because we didn't have those jobs 10, 20 years ago would not even have um, those platforms and software. So if, a comp- if companies were more open to training somebody that is passionate about having the experience and being in that field, then we would start filling those skills gaps. And I've even heard, um, I think I read an article that Utah is starting to do that, the state, Utah. Mm-hmm. i've read that they're starting to do that they're they're having kind of a an on the job skills training so companies are hiring them in um basically from no skills to job ready and actually right. um the military there's called d o d skills bridge so when a military veteran transitions he's eligible he or she is eligible to enroll into the skill bridge program. And from there they learn on the job, hands-on training for six months and the company can then hire them or they can go out and find another job,
0: right, but they're right, right. they're job
1: ready for that it role.
0: Okay. That's interesting. So which brings up a, uh, another question here. Right, because you brought up the government. Is there government programs out there that you guys utilize that that you're able to take advantage of that can sort of help things go to like a new level, or you know what I mean, like how like that you know can even help in uh, skills building, like you just mentioned.
1: There are resources that we can refer people to that um, we don't have direct partnerships. We do have partnerships with. Um, like some coding academies for entry level roles. But we don't have any, uh, we don't have any government partnerships per se, but we do have a lot of the resources put together that we can give somebody that is wanting to make that transition. And in several several of our contractors, including our CEO, several of our LinkedIn profiles, we actually, Provide a lot of these resources. Um, I have ebooks that I've written on behalf of Mission Box Solutions that we hand out for free. Um, that teach job seekers how to apply for jobs or um, how to how to make a cover letter the right way, or not not the right way, but a good way, um, and even. Some of these, like the DOD skill bridges, there's a lot of government programs out there for military, some for for military spouses. And we do our best to try and hand those resources out and kind of guide them a little bit through the process.
0: Right, right. All right. So that makes sense. I get it. Um, With that being said, I'm going to ask you two more questions before I go into what I call the lightning round which is just a few fun questions uh, that are about you. Uh, Second last question is, how do you know you've had a successful day?
1: For me, I know when I've had a successful day when I finish something. Um, Because I'm really ADHD, I have a a superpower, I guess. Also a little bit of of a problem of hyper-focusing. So I actually can't pull myself away from a project until it's completed. Like I physically can't do it. And so when I've completed that, then I feel like I've had a good day. I feel like I've accomplished something.
0: Fantastic. Uh, last question, but not least, is where do people find you online?
1: You can find me online on LinkedIn. It's um, linkedin.com slash IN slash Sanders, S-A-D, or excuse me, S A N. D-E-R-S Sam S A M C. And um, that's probably the best way to find me, really. I'm on LinkedIn every single day.
0: Fantastic. So after the lightning round, which is question number one, which is your favorite food? Or what is your favorite food? And Any, why. Type
1: of pasta. Any, Any type of pasta. Any type of pasta. Garfield. Okay. I mean, come on. I was the Garfield of my family. I love pasta.
0: Fantastic. Favorite vacation spot?
1: Oh. I would have to say Red Lodge Montana. That's where I had my honeymoon. So, that's my favorite.
0: <laughs> Good reason to be that it's for it to be your favorite. <laughs> that's right. Awesome. Uh favorite podcast?
1: Ooh. I real I think the one that I listen to the most is Entrepreneurs on Fire with John Lee Dumas. But I also, like, make marketing simple.
0: Interesting. Awesome. And the last question, and I think it's a fun question. If you had unlimited amount of money and 48 hours to spend it, what you spend in in the 48 hours you get to keep, what you don't spend gets taken away, what would you do?
1: Uh, I... I would probably, Hmm. Honestly, I'd probably just buy a tiny house in like New Zealand. We we're minimalist. So, um, really our dream is to travel around the world with our kids and world school them. So we don't have like a lot of material things. I I would spend it all on experiences.
0: Perfect. So there's your answer. You would spend experiences. You want to travel. You want to, uh, yeah, buy a house in New Zealand, as you said. So that's pretty awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome, Samantha. Thank you for being on the show.
1: I, thanks for having me, John. It's been a lot of fun. I, I've, I've had fun, pleasure. especially liking round.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to get to, into some, uh, you know, personal things sometimes like that, where it's just you know to lighten the mood and and really get to know who you really are and what what makes you happy versus just the career kind of thing. So it's sort of that extra mm-hmm. love layer. And uh, it's fun. If you like what you saw and you want to see some more, subscribe to the link below.